This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips. Good morning and welcome to Town Square Sunday. I'm your host, Jim Phillips. Town Square Sunday is a community affairs program that airs every Sunday morning and we highlight individuals, organizations, and agencies working to make the South Coast a better place to live and work. My guest this morning, Derek Santos, He's the executive director of the New Bedford Economic Development Council. He's here to talk to us about a new loan program to help local businesses. And Derek, good to see you again. Good morning, Jim. So, Mr. Santos, uh, has New Bedford fully recovered from the pandemic? Let's start there before we go any further. Oh, that's a great, uh, great question. And um, I had three or four friends uh, text me over the weekend that they, uh, we had to change some plans because of COVID. So uh, I would argue uh, uh, no, and that's a that's a stubborn annoyance for uh, the folks in my office who I'm sure, like everybody else, just want to put it in the rearview mirror, move on, help businesses um, recover completely. But it's still it's still a, a nagging concern, not just from new strands of COVID, but uh, you know the after effects, which include there are still supply chain issues that are you know uh, hindering things. There are ma- material costs that are um, unexpectedly high for an, for the length of time that they have been, and probably one of the most uh, frustrating pieces is uh, in every if, if you're trying to buy a car, if you are looking to buy a house, or if you're starting or expanding a business, um, when interest rates go from one percent to six seven percent in such a short period of time, that creates uh, real difficulties. So the short answer is, uh, uh, the question uh, may be, uh, uh, is New Bedford back in business? You say yes to a point. I say say yes to a big point, even with all of those hurdles and that frustration. Over the past five years, um, uh, we have gained... Um, 150 new businesses in New Bedford. And when I look back before coming in this morning over the past 10 years, New Bedford has 651 more businesses in 2023 than we did in 2013. That's a big deal. When I look at other indicators, you know, to see how we're doing, um, New Bedford's unemployment unemployment rate right now is around 4.1%. In May, it was as low as 38 I said, well, what was it 10 years ago, way before COVID and everything else? Oh, 14, 14.3. So when you start to look at um, the number of businesses, the unemployment rate, the fact that over the past 10 years, we've added 4,000 plus jobs to the labor force. This is all according to the, you know, the state's office that you know, manages these statistics. Um, those are really good indicators. Those show, those show stability over the past decade, Jim. But we're always concerned about two things. One, that those successes can be fragile. That's a, that's a reality. And two, what comes next? All right. Well, one of the things coming next in your office anyway is NB100. NB100 is a loan program or a series of loan programs. Uh, why don't you explain to us what, what NB100 is? Sure. So we have uh, six programs actually. Um, running out of our office, um, funded by the mayor and city council through through the ARPA funds, specifically to help businesses of all kinds, entrepreneurs, existing business, creative economy focused um, businesses um, in every way. Um, and NB100, the only the only thing that I just wanted to uh, adjust there is actually a grant program for NB100. Um, those are folks that are just starting out. Either they have an idea for a new business 
or they've been in business for a very short period of time, less than two years. And the idea there is, is quite simple. It's to make sure, one, that because they're just starting out, they have a strong foundation. So that comes from technical assistance and support. We have seven great um, partners who work with us to make sure that they start off on a, on a good footing, footing. Partners like BCC, e for all and others, the university and, so, uh, you know, and, and others. Um, once they've sort of completed that part of the program, the next part, and that's where you're you know, you know, getting to funding really, is a $10,000 Kickstarter grant. And for a small startup, that, can mean, that doesn't sound like a lot of money, that can mean a lot of money. And uh, when we announced these programs, uh, the response was overwhelming and immediate. So of these six programs so far, we've had over 620 applications in about a year. That's a volume far greater than we've ever experienced. And with NB100 specifically, um, there are 66 new entrepreneurs in New Bedford who've either been funded or their application is about to be funded. It's in process. And we've had a total just in that program alone of 192 applications. Mm -hmm. So you can see how we're going to get to 100 new new businesses in New Bedford, grassroots entrepreneurs. Their stories are so um, exciting when you hear them that um, there's a lot of enthusiasm in our shop for all the programs. Um, but MB100 is of particular interest. So that is a grant program. That is a grant program. Absolutely. All right. There are some loan programs as well. Yes, we have another program called NB Forward. That is a that is a loan program with a with a side grant that's designed for existing businesses, Jim. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to make sure that working with the mayor and city council that all the bases were covered, no business of any type type was going to be left behind. So NB Forward is you've been in business for longer than two years. You're an existing business, right? Maybe the, the bank is a little tighter with lending, given you know what's going on, or those costs are dramatically higher. We can come in and provide those loans. There are some grant matching grant funds that can come with that. That's to make sure existing businesses who have been here a long time, we know all know their names, um, can be stable, can make sure they're recovering okay. And even those that are like, look, we're, we're advanced a little bit further, right? And we're ready to grow out of the pandemic. That's what that program is for. Early programs when COVID first happened were geared in a way uh, that unintentionally left what we call donut, donut holes, right? Some people qualified, some people didn't. It was incredibly frustrating. With the ARPA funds, particularly with uh, how they're being administered with the city, um, it was quite clear um, what the city's goals were, and we're able to sort of cover all those bases in every part of the city. We feel very good about that. So um, you mentioned number 60 in uh, NB100, 60 businesses. 60, so far, Six. we have 66 who have either uh, been awarded or in the process of being awarded. So, look, you've been around a while. What's the, uh, are we going to have 66 prosperous, healthy businesses? There's going to be some casualties along the way, don't you agree? Entrepreneurs know more than anybody else that, um, uh, their success depends on flexibility. There are high points and low points. Nobody pivots better than a small entrepreneur. Um, and in the abstract, yes, we all know that, you know, um, not every business is going to make it at that time, right? But the point is, um, so we want every business to be successful. So our, our, our goal is so the su I. success rate is, is, is 100% of 100, right? Yeah. 
Um, but even those entrepreneurs and even some of the folks that have gone through the, the process, right? Yeah. And part of the reason why we've had so many applicants, right? And we're not yet, at, the number of applicants doesn't match funded because some have said, I'm not ready yet, right? I'm going to go back to the drawing board. You know what I mean? I'm going to take another look at this. And we want as many to be successful as possible. But the bottom line is this. Every new startup in New Bedford, from a New, new Bedford citizen or someone that is in greater New Bedford, but their business is in New Bedford, that's all a net positive. That's all a gain, right? So we, we want to we have as many new businesses start as possible. This is a pilot program. We're learning a lot. There's a lot of things that are going really well. There's a lot of opportunities to improve that, you know, in the future. And, you know, it's, it's, it's all part of the process of making sure that New Bedford citizens who have great ideas for new businesses get every level of support they can from the city, from the EDC, from the federal level with SBA, who's funding the technical assistance, all those people coming together to, to strengthen that part of our economy. Uh, Derek, uh, you don't hand this money out. We don't want to give the public the impression that you hand this money out willy-nilly. I mean, there is a process and people are screened, and the projects are screened. Yeah, that's um, I, I'm really glad you, glad you brought that up because yeah. uh, when we announced the program, we were so overwhelmed with applicants, and there were the reality is there was a lot of time in going through uh, step one of so step one of MB100 is eligible, step two is technical assistance, step three is Kickstarter funding, right? Step one eligibility means screening applicants, which includes are there fraudulent, you know, applications coming in? The unfortunate answer there is yes. We anticipated that not to the volume. I think people, not a lot of these applications, by the way, not coming from New Bedford, coming from God knows where, um, got used to maybe some of the uh, looseness of early emergency COVID funding where we just have to get the money out. We'll worry about that later. So there was some of that. And so that was step one. That takes some time. The second part is in eligibility in making sure, and again, this is for the benefit of a particular entrepreneur, that even before you go through your technical assistance, you know, is this a, is this a sound idea? You know, is it, you know, can it at least pass the very basics of, you know, how you can move forward? And we wanted to make sure we were investing a lot of time in step one, because that's going to increase the likelihood and depth of success in step two and three. All right, Derek, uh, I want to tell our audience you're listening to Town Square Sunday. I'm Jim Phillips. My guest, Derek Santos, Executive Director of the New Bedford Economic Development Council. Another part of this whole effort is a real estate development program, Brownfields. Is that part of these uh, NB100? So that's not part of um, NB100 specific, but we do work very closely with the city on um, a, a program through Michelle Paul's office um, called the uh, Brownfield Revolving Loan Program. Um, and that's, that's another program to assist organizations and, and businesses or developers who are looking at individual sites um, for either grants or loans, where I think we're going to be working on sort of our actual first one that's a loan um, um, coming up. I know Michelle is actually looking to recapitalize that program. It was first capitalized with a million dollars of federal funding. And... The, the truth, Jim, is these are all tools in the box, right? So whether it's Brownfields, whether it's the program we call ArtNet, which is designed specifically for creative-based um, uh, new businesses, um, NB140, NB100, these are all different tools that, it's, it, that a city needs because 
we have startups, we have existing businesses, we have brownfield sites. Some are some are some are big, some are really small. Um, so having all these uh, tools in place is critical, and having the partners to help execute. So that's why when you look at programs like MB100, where we have all our resource partners, you know, I mentioned you know a couple. When we talk about brownfields, and we have Michelle Paul's office, the city, you know city's office of environmental stewardship, those partnerships are, are what make those uh, programs successful. Are you still accepting applications for NB100? Yes, we are. So the easy thing there, I'm so glad you uh, gave me the opportunity to promote that. Just go to the NBEDC uh, homepage, nbedc.org. Right on the homepage, you just go to you know support for startups. You click on that button, it'll it'll take you right through. And that, as everything else we do, when there's a limited availability of funding, it's first come, first serve. So it's as democratic as you can imagine. And, you know, as folks are applying, we're going to continue. We're going to fund all 100 well ahead of schedule. Um, uh, but we want to make sure we have great, solid um, uh, startups, both for their own support and for the benefit of the city overall. A couple of other topics here I'd like to touch on. The loss of the Star Store campus in downtown New Bedford. We know it impacts the cultural community to some degree. Is there an impact on local business downtown? Uh, that, the last thing we need is another empty building in downtown New Bedford. That that that's that's yeah. the bottom line for me. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care what city you're in. When you have a anchor institution, in this case, a university presence, and uh, you know hundreds of of students at the CVPA, New Bedford has a strong and uh, and storied history, going back to Swain School, of these wonderful fine arts students contributing to the city and particularly the downtown's economy in very real ways. Um, when you have something like that happen, that's um, you know that's that's a difficult blow. Um, there's no way to sugarcoat something like that. And uh, those students and the work that they produce and the patrons and customers that they attract. Um, are a really important element of a strong downtown. And downtown is for everybody, right? You hear Mayor Mitchell say this all the time. And uh, you need a strong arts-based program with the university there. You need the Zyterian Theater. You need the Whale Museum. All these guys work together as anchors. And that's what helps the smaller galleries, the smaller businesses, the boom of restaurants that we've had over the past decade with more coming, the residential projects that are uh, either three about under construction one way or another on Union Street right now. Um, there's a fourth on the way and all of these things interconnect. And so uh, for us at the EDC and the work that we do in arts and culture, um, that's important because we know that arts and culture in New Bedford is not just for frosting, right? It's an integral part of the cake that makes up our economic success. So it's a loss. And students, don't forget, students have contributed uh, to this cultural community over the years. You talk to some people who are working in the arts, you'll be surprised how many have graduated from the CVPA, from the College of Visual and Performing Arts in downtown New Bedford. It's an amazing number. Uh, it's a loss. I know it's not your area, but it's, you want to see that building filled on. I know you do. Well, it's a, so those students and the work that they do and their contributions to the community, that's a source of pride for us. Lots of these people, as you know, come from all over the country 
and have decided that, oh my God, I love this place. I've fallen in love with this general area. New Bedford is so cool, I wanna stay. And when that happens 10, 15 times a year with students that stay over 20 years, that's a meaning. That's, that's why we have such a strong arts and culture and creative enterprise community in New Bedford. And uh, look, my job is to always be positive. What's the solution? Of course, it's easy to identify a problem. What's the solution? And, um, you know, the Star Store is a, a wonderful building in the middle of downtown. That program is a wonderful uh, program that contributes to the economic success that benefits all of us. And there's got to be some way, whether those things, you know, they might continue exactly as they had. They might be adapted. Both things might be redeveloped, but in different locations. What we're interested in is what is the best solution for the building? What is the best solution for those students? Understanding that both, coupled together or not, have a huge impact on the success of downtown New Bedford and therefore the success of the city overall and I would argue the region. All right. Um, anything new on the golf course project? Last time you were here, you said it was a great site for development, but so far nothing has happened. Uh, we're not on the inside. You kind of are. You are on the inside. So uh, <laughs> there's still work being done. Yeah. Um, uh, the... Uh, so the fundamentals have not changed, right? Yeah. The site is still basically 100 acres with great highway access with a tremendous proximity to an airport. Um, and, uh, and, and all those attributes are true, right? Uh, uh, we still get calls uh, as, as recently as, as yesterday, um, uh, uh, calls and a meeting um, from the private sector interested in that site. So what's been happening uh, you know, thus far is, you know, the internal work that has to happen, Jim, when you have, when something doesn't go well, you have to say, well, why didn't it go well? And what can we do to, you know, to rectify that? So there's an internal work with um, the MBDC, other city departments, um, and the state development agency, Mass Development, working with um, uh, 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 outside consultants, independent lens, that's really important for us, not just what we say, I'm trying to understand, you know, where the market conditions now, so we have a pathway forward in that way. Um, what can we do to structure an RFP that is as that protects golf, protects the city, but is also more simpler and straightforward for our development partners? We had 66 people, I think, who took out the RFP. Right, a tremendous amount of interest, right? So, it, you know, it, part of me is frustrated because a lot of these, the, a lot of the problems that we heard back were outside of our control. Um, you know, we have to remember when the RFP went out, Russia had not yet invaded Ukraine. Interest rates were at like 1.5%. So, you know, as for that three month period or so that that RFP was out and those things started coming to light, um, those, those changes had a, a big, a big impact. Those are things that we could not have anticipated, um, before, but we know what the, we know what the conditions are now. And there are a lot of folks working. And at this point, it does seem like, you know, there's nothing happening. There's a lot happening at a staff level behind the scenes to prepare both mayor and city council with a game plan um, um, of going forward. And, and that's what that's what we're working on now. And that's what we'll go to the mayor, city council property committee. Here's where the market is now. Here's Here are ways that we think we can actually improve the process, maybe even a better outcome than what was anticipated um, the first time. So... The assets, the strength of the assets have not changed. It could be a real boon for uh, New Bedford and greater New Bedford's economy, particularly when we look at job creation and, you know, investment in a site that doesn't create any tax base right now. 
So it's hard work, but that's our job, right? We continue to uh, keep our shoulder to the, to the wheel, and we're hard at it. My guest has been Derek Santos, Executive Director of the New Bedford Economic Development Council. Derek, thanks for coming in. And, Jim, it's always a pleasure. And uh, again, for those who want to get more information about NB100, what's the website again? nbedc.org, right on the homepage. All right, there you go. Thanks again for coming in. There's much more to come on Town Square Sunday. Don't go away.